Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my best friend and my sister. In today's episode, we are discussing season one, episode six, the one with the butt. In this episode breakdown, we discuss scenes you missed. We have a little mini fanfic. And we actually have a new segment called Ross Facts. So stick around. Hey guys. Hey So for this episode, we're doing the one with the butt. We have three main plot lines. So we're going to do our episode breakdown real quick. We have Joey's big break, Chandler's relationship with Aurora, and Monica's relationship, well, with herself. Joey's big break. It opens um, with Freud. And then Joey gets this card from this lady named Estelle Leonard, who's an agent. And then he meets Estelle, which is a scene you missed, if you did not know. He meets Estelle in this episode. This is her first appearance. We'll get into that a little later. There is a phone call from Estelle, so that's how they lead into that, without having that scene in there about being Al Pacino's butt. He ends up messing up the whole thing because he's trying to, quote, act too much. The gang come for him at the end saying, like, this isn't his break, big break and he'll get more chances. To quote Phoebe, she said, "This, I don't think this is your big break. And I don't think you just get one. So there's going to be multiple chances for Joey. As we know, he gets a many. There's Chandler and Aurora. Oh, what a relationship this was. They meet each other at Joey's play, and Chandler is super nervous to talk to her, and Phoebe reminds him, like, he could be one of those nothing guys that stands next to one of these very beautiful women, and so he agrees to just go for it, and they have a great date, and another at Central Perk, where he finds out that she has a husband named Rick and a boyfriend named Ethan. This was also one of our trivia questions in a few episodes ago. Chandler doesn't mind, like, and he just wants to have a wonderful time with Aurora until he doesn't. He finds himself liking her and wanting more than just casual sex. They have the talk after Chandler finds out about Andrew. Well, he's just new. There's no label for him. So Chandler and Aurora's relationship starts in this episode and ends with this episode. We actually never see her ever again. We have Monica and her cleaning obsession. The plotline begins when Rachel is cleaning her apartment for the first time and she uses the vacuum with all the tool thingies and moves the beloved green ottoman and Monica immediately moves it and has a game going off about how she has everything perfect. To quote Chandler, if you found out the magazines, you'd get your eyes scratched out. She states that she, she's okay with having things a mess or not in their place, but we know that's not true with Monica. And later we follow her journey on trying to be a quote, kook from telling Chandler that old Monica would scrub the pan a certain way and letting Joey use her beauty products in the bathroom but never to tell him 
her what she did in there and leaving her shoes in the living room where she spends the rest of the night in her bedroom contemplating if she should go get them. And she has a brilliant idea to just go get them and put them back in her room and then put them back in the living room before anyone else wakes up. So you think she might have a little bit of an issue with having things a certain way. The episode ends with the gang singing Joey's performance from the song Freud. Wait, you don't know that one either? Yes, it's yet another missing scene. (laughs) We will get to all that shortly for now. Let's jump into our episode breakdown, thoughts, questions, and discussion. Just general overall thoughts of the episode. I mean, I thought this one was interesting, but what did you guys think? I liked this episode as a early episode what i was really thinking about a lot is we kind of got a lot about joey and what kind of actor he is right now and how he's basically still a super like struggling actor and these are the types of things he does or the types of roles he gets um so i thought it was a big very big joey episode obviously for those reasons and then also monica finally actually saying like more specifically like how she is with all the cleaning and all that stuff and i think here it's finally like established for real and then it's like carried out throughout the rest of the series i'm not gonna lie didn't love this episode oh all right and part of it is i mean you know just my general hatred of the season one not (laughs) hatred that's a strong word i'm so sorry hate is always a strong word kristen (laughs) discontent with season one. But another thing is things in all sitcoms, one of my least favorite episodes are flashback episodes because I feel like they are such a waste and they're so pointless because they don't, they're not giving us anything new. It's like seems very lazy on the part of the actors and the writers to just do flashbacks. And this episode is very flashback heavy. And that, like, I feel like I know this episode mostly from episodes later on that flashback to scenes. Oh, like it's the one that's featured the most. Yes. Okay, I see. So, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Freud scene at the beginning is obviously... Yeah, that's a flashback. I think that one's even, like, twice in two different episodes. The jokes about him getting the the job as Al Pacino's butt is Mm -hmm. flashbacked. I'm pretty sure... Something about Chandler's relationship with Aurora is flashbacked, be it their actual date or something later on. But maybe I'm wrong about that one. And Monica's OCD, I'm pretty sure, is flashbacked because I just feel like that was such a familiar scene to me. But I know I don't watch the first season, so it had to be flashbacked <laughs> at some point. Like, it's just like a feeling. And so there's just like so much in this episode that you see later on. And so for whatever mm-hmm. reason, it just like, I don't know. It was just, I didn't laugh that much at it. Maybe it's just because the jokes seem old to me for some reason, which is weird because usually I always laugh at French jokes, even when I'm quoting it along with them. Maybe I was just in a weird mood when I watched it. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm just going to blame your mood because I'm not. <laughs> we're, two, we're two for one. So <laughs> Dang, is, this, is this how like it normally feels? I feel like weird because I'm not the outlier. So. <laughs> You're the outlier in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I really liked... I know Phoebe didn't really have a plot line in this, but she had a lot of good 
Yeah, she had, like, a lot of good conversations, and she was just always had these, like, great lines, uh, which we'll get into later. Or will we? I don't know. I know I picked it. Okay, bye. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I'm with Darlene. Like, I really liked it. Um, I didn't say I really liked it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. She said it was interesting. Okay. Well, I just thought this was a good one because, like, you do see – to me, this is, like, the first one where it isn't about Rachel and Ross. And it's more about, you know, like, obviously there's other lines, like Chandler has been, you know, in the major plot line with him and Janice – I, th- I just felt like the f- sole focus wasn't even on them. Like, they don't even come up at all. And so I think that's just why I really liked this episode. I have some questions for you guys. What do you think of the gender reversal of Aurora and Chandler? Now, this would be more common for, like, 1995. Um, today, we see many men and women acting however the hell they want when dating so um this more goes to 1995 and gender stereotypes i just want to make that clear okay (laughs) i thought it was interesting um that it wasn't so much it's not like joey where he's just dating multiple women at the same time um but aurora still had labels for the men she was dating Mm -hmm. she had a husband and she had a boyfriend and she had a lover like they were categorically different which i thought kind of was interesting because it was somehow almost more acceptable for that Mm -hmm. like i mean despite how weird it still was then Mm -hmm. if a man had like approached rachel or monica and or phoebe and said or he had a wife and a girlfriend and she was just going to, like, be to have fun with. Like, I feel like that yeah, almost is work worse than if you were just <laughs> dating multiple people. Because then it's not funny. Then the guy's, like, gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when she wasn't gross. She was, she was hot. Because the guys are all saying, this is hot and we like it. Whereas the women would have been like, that's disgusting. Which they, they do still Ignore say. It. Which they in. say that even about, even about the situation in general. But, um... Yeah, I think I think it could I don't know. That that would be so hard to pull off the other way even now, I think. I feel like if it was gonna be a joke that gender direction, it would be like um a man with multiple wives. Oh yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't like be discrete types of relationships. They would all be like girlfriends or like all a wives PLC or something show. like that. Yeah, yeah. or now it's like <laughs> yeah. um you know, guys in movies or whatever might reference like their side chick or something like that. Yeah. That's like label for something. But um overall I liked it. I mostly liked it because Chandler was so for it at first and then he realized, well, this kind of still sucks because it still kind of feels like you're being used. So Yeah. You know, that's not really enjoyable for that person. But she was also, like, obviously in an open relationship, which I think is, like, something crazy. Yeah, I think at the time, like, probably that w- this is was a way to say, like, this is an open relationship because she says the husband knows. So, right. Um, 
And I would assume he would have to because it seems like she spends a lot of time with these other dudes. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's touching on that. But even now, like the concept of like an open relationship still isn't really very accepted, I think. And no. people think yeah, it's super it's still very. Controversial. And even if you are like me personally, I'm like, I mean, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But like, I don't think I, I mean, I would never do something that doesn't seem appealing to me. Right. But. You know, I think that was the way to address it. And, um, you know, I think we've talked about friends kind of broaches some of those like relationship mm-hmm. or like sex topics, which yeah. for sitcom at this time was probably like new territory. Yeah. On several occasions, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Like who was talking about these things at the time? Mm-hmm. I know that's one of those things that you it really fills into the the culture of the time and being more um, out there and being willing to like push the buttons of you know the norms and everything. And um, I, I know we bring up a lot of other shows, but just for listeners, uh, the the show Insecure, which is amazing, they do like. Uh, the, the modern um, oh yeah that's the most in-depth example of an open relationship I've ever I've, seen, I've ever TV, seen either or in a movie that I could think of Yeah, movies are way more fast so who knows so if you ever want to see how television has adapted the idea of um, open relationships I would highly check out Insecure it's on HBO You'll be, I'm sure you'll be able to get it on HBO Max um when it comes out so just binge that one it's really easy they go really fast and it's amazing too okay so now i threw in a mini fanfic because i just love fanfic and they just take a really long time so (laughs) i want to do like a mini baby small version of it and i just wanted to know what you guys think what do you think the gang was doing during Joey's play? Because they're all like bored out of their minds. So I think maybe like Ross probably like snuck a book in and was like reading. And maybe the rest, like maybe Joey and Rachel and Phoebe like made a little game or something between them. And then like. You mean Chandler? I mean Chandler. My bad. How dare um, you? <laughs> and then like Monica's just. Maybe Monica's like imagining all the stuff on the stage she would clean since we get into her cleaning <laughs> stuff on this episode. Oh, I like how she could rearrange it. Or just how the things in the set are not perfectly aligned, you know, and she would move things. She's probably just rearranging the set in her mind the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> Kristen, do you have what's, what's your fanfic idea? So this is hard for me because as a theater person and someone who I know has probably forced family (laughs) and friends to come see me in production. You're like, what do you mean? They're paying attention the whole time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Well, to be fair, I was in much more interesting shows than Joey's. Yeah, it is true. I agree. I'm trying to think if I've ever gone to a show that I was, like, super bored. Honestly, I think that Chandler would have taken a nap. I feel like that's his MO. He did fall asleep in the movie for me, right? 
So I guess that is probably accurate. Yeah, exactly. So like I could totally see him falling asleep. If they have programs, I could totally also see them like there's usually just enough light, especially with how small of a theater that was, that they could have like played like tic-tac-toe or hangman like on their programs or something. Mm-hmm. So I agree with Dara about like the Joey's play thing, but I also think they would have been for Chandler and Phoebe and Rachel to play play in a game. I think they would have maybe gotten too nervous to do it at first, especially because it was Rachel's first time seeing it. So she was probably like really into it at first. And then like Phoebe's probably, I just picture Phoebe sitting there like eating her hair or something. (laughs) And then like Monica being irritated that she's eating her hair. And then like Ross, like reading the program for the seventh time. Um, (laughs) That'd be me. Just, just for the record. (laughs) And then I like to see like Chandler, like falling asleep or, because at this point he hasn't seen Aurora. Because I feel like if he had seen us all Aurora, he would have just been staring at her the whole time. I'm trying to, and then I just feel like Rachel was just like actually just trying to pay attention for the most part because it's like it's her first play. I say this in air quotes. It's like her first Joey's play, so she really wants to give it her all, and she doesn't really quite believe what they're saying. But as it goes on, she's just like, "Oh, this is dreadful." <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, because that was another thing. I was like, obviously, they go watch him a lot. We see in future episodes where, um, like, Ross and Chandler are like, well, what nights are you going or aren't you going tonight? You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Or stuff he's, other plays he does in the future. Which also will get kind of expensive all the time. Like, going to the <laughs> same play over and over again like most of the nights to support your friend which is amazing and wonderful that just shows how good friends they are but also it's like that would get one that would get really expensive and two that would be so freaking boring after a while unless it was like this amazing play which was not so (laughs) (laughs) well thanks for asking answering all of my questions guys do you have any questions for the group no, nada, Zippo. Oh, I do have one question. Oh, it hit her all of a sudden. Okay. Thoughts on the green ottoman. Okay. Because to me, oh no, you guys go first. You answer first. Okay. Like about it being moved and was it a big deal or just any thoughts? That or in general. Um, It doesn't match the chair it goes with. So to Thank me, you. It didn't look me, good like, anywhere. Okay. <laughs> it matches. To me, I was like, it probably does look better over there because it doesn't go with that chair. So, but then I was also thinking putting it in front of the TV also is terrible. To me, it's just an ugly ottoman to begin with. <laughs> yeah, I just, just throw it out the window. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, hold on. Okay, that, first of all, those are two beautiful pieces of furniture that I would die to have right now. Um, That blush pink chair contrasts with the green ottoman. They are both made out of felt material to contrast, the colors contrast each other beautifully. And so it's more of a, like, this is, doesn't go together, you think, but it does. It's, we'll have to ask this on Instagram. 
um, you have like. you watch way too much um, HGTV. That's all. I <laughs> it's still made out of the same material to make it cohesive. But the colors are just contrasting colors. They, I would say, the one thing is is that they are not really in the same tone. So the blush is not as jewel toned as the green, which is a very bold jewel tone green color. I don't even know what the words you're saying are. This is for a very specific audience. Kristen hey, asked the question. I'm answering it. I'm sure there are people who hear me and understand me. One of them is probably my, my mom. apologies. I had a specific answer in mind and Dar gave the correct answer. There you go. And Tina can have her own spinoff podcast where she analyzes the decor, <laughs> the furniture, and the set, and fashion, the clothing choices. Hey, I love the fashion. Fashion and furniture, Tina solo episodes. There you go. <laughs> Our favorite lines of this episode. You can only pick one, Darlene, at Darlene, mm-hmm. at Explanation Point. <laughs> I do have one, but I think it might be the same one as you. I doubt it. Okay. Okay, maybe Uh, I don't know. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, I want to know because now I want to know if it's... Uh, Because mine was very early on, Phoebe, and you mentioned it in your summary briefly, um, when she tells Chandler, who doesn't want to go up to Aurora, and she says, you always see these really beautiful women with these really nothing guys. You could be one of those guys. And I just busted <laughs> up because I was like, I was like, this is such a true. I mean, I want to call them nothing, but I call them mismatches. Like mismatches is a more like that is a way better term for yeah, it. Yeah, like better than calling someone nothing. Yeah. Uh, like you're like, <laughs> you are not a person. Get out of here. You know, you just kind of sometimes see couples and you're like, how did that happen? Like, uh, one good example I think of TV is like, um, Jerry from Parks and Rec and his wife, who's like super hot. Everyone in the entire show is like, how did that happen? (laughs) That's like, to me, probably like, you know, that's a mismatch. So she's encouraging Chandler like, hey, look, you could be that guy or like the Jerry guy, you know, which honestly that the actress or Aurora is really attractive. But like everyone on Friends is hot. So like that also doesn't apply to them. Yeah, it doesn't. (laughs) It really doesn't. (laughs) But anyways, I love that line because it makes me think of that just in general. <laughs> yeah, that that was not my choice. Okay, good. It was a close second, though. Okay, you go. Mine was... Uh, okay, I know it. I'm just like, I want to make sure I get it exactly right. So when um, Joey comes out and he's like, oh, I got a sales card and everything... And then Phoebe's like, based on this play, and then she switches it to like, based on this play, and like (laughs) she changes it. And I think that's just like the nerd in me that loves communication and like how your tonal language just like, not even tonal language, it's just called tone, Tina. Yeah. Yeah. It changes the whole meaning. It changes yeah. the whole meaning. You can say anything, mm-hmm. any way, but with your tone and your nonverbal, like it will change what it means, hands down. And I'm one of those big people who tells everyone, like, 
90% of communication is nonverbal and, you know. And, and like, yeah, everyone loves hearing it 90% of the time. Yeah. I mean, doesn't love hearing it 90%. Yeah. Well, that's what I always tell you and you just get irritated because you're like, oh, but my face didn't say anything. I was like, your face says everything. 90% of communication <laughs> is nonverbal. That's the only reason you do not like me saying that because it's my comeback to Yes, because um, it is a problem of mine that I just look at someone a certain way and they tell me to shut up and I haven't said a word because they know my sarcastic thought is in my head. It just hasn't left my mouth. <laughs> Yeah. I give it away a little too early, I guess. (laughs) So I think that's why I really like it because it just kind of puts like my little communication brain like, oh, that was so fun, you know, and (laughs) my thousands of dollars were then paid for, you know, I made it all worth it. (laughs) Just so you can laugh at friends friends. (laughs) like everyone else. Yes. (laughs) So I could understand more complexly why that is funny. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> yes this is why you enjoyed that so much more than us I'm yes sure. yes it is <laughs> i think this is my favorite line oh my- is, what's going on right here <laughs> <laughs> this entire conversation oh goodness <laughs> this is this has been way more enjoyable than watching the episode okay so kristen has decided to take a different route and picked <laughs> us as her favorite lines and oh nice know, favorite line but which is honorable. Right after Tina said that I have to pick only one. And all of the rooms and Kristen <laughs> You're just not now Kristen. Not pick anything from the episode at all. Great. <laughs> this is fair. Yeah. Well, that's why it's called my best friend and my sister. It's my best friend. Okay. She could do what yeah. she wants. I wish I had a really witty comeback right now. <laughs> 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 So, like I said, I didn't super enjoy this episode, so I did have kind of a bit trouble picking a favorite line. So I decided to choose the one line that I actually laughed at, Mm -hmm. and I guess I did relate to a little bit, which, you know, always plays into what I pick. So it's when the gang all gets back and Rachel had cleaned the apartment and says, uh, yeah, I used the vacuum cleaner and I even used all those little attachments, except the little brush thing. I didn't really know what that does. And Ross goes, no one knows. And they get mad if you ask or you're not supposed to ask. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah like that. And you're not supposed to ask. <laughs> because honestly, what is that brush thing for? Like, have you ever used it? Because I have it. I used it to pick up like dog hair. And anyone, at, okay, well, I you're the first person. maybe that's what you're supposed to use it for, but I mean. You're supposed to use it like on couches because it has the brushes and so then it like scrapes the fibers. So then it like mm-hmm. picks up. So it's supposed to like, in my head, it was always meant to like pick up dirt. Like to when you want to brush up the dirt from like your couch or your Oh, floor, so it's to like scrub. Scrub. As your does it really do any better than that, like super long, and then it gets really skinny attachment, like the rectangle one, and then it has like those little beads on it. No, like it's like really long, mm-hmm. and then it like gets down. It's, it's a very circle, narrow. That and then one's it turns for like into a square. And to me, that one's for the like end. the corners, like the wall and the floor. Like you gotta. Wow. That's my favorite attachment. I mean, That's I pretty, I, I pretty much, much just use with. that. Me too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that's our favorite lines and what that <laughs> brush thing attachment is actually for. <laughs> so we have a scene to miss. We're just I'm just gonna go over this real quick, just because there's a good chance most of you have seen these scenes. But the ones that you missed is Joey's dance during his performance. So it's literally he's just like dancing after he sings around the stage. It was really nothing exciting, but it, it was very funny. Um, so he just like <laughs> continues dancing. Um, Joey meeting Estelle. I think that is a huge one. And I have no idea whose idea was that to cut. Like, how do you make that decision? It's like, I would have literally cut like minutes off of every other scene to like make sure that you knew who Estelle was especially because she's just like such a huge character in the show there's this whole scene in Central Park when Chandler's talking about Aurora before that there's a magic iBook scene so for those who may not know that character yep yeah this book <laughs> I forgot about it too has like all these little images like these swirly images and if you like look at it weird um it's like optical illusions optical illusion mm-hmm. thank you words have mm-hmm. meaning okay <laughs> so they are just like ross is the one who's trying to find everything and he's just so frustrated because he can't find it because ross is a person who knows everything and has to know everything and it's funny because this book is meant to you really have to throw away like not your thought process, but like your concentration, you kind of just have to, what Phoebe says, you like, or Monica says, you have to like not focus, like don't even think about it. Just like look at the page and like let it come to you. Do you guys watch Seinfeld? I don't. No. Oh, so this scene reminded me there's a whole episode in Seinfeld about it's like a portrait that's the same idea and a bunch of people can see something and one of the characters can't see it and tries to see it like the whole episode and it, you know, obviously leads to shenanigans and stuff. But I did find it humorous, but mostly I was just like, this is just a shortened version of Seinfeld and also they cut it, which is a little dumb, but... No, and I, I mean, I think it was just one of those things where they're just like, ah, oh, this is just for comical stuff. It doesn't really have anything to do with that. Was, like, I could have almost saw the show opening with that instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you know how they've been doing. And, you know, this is the first episode where they don't open with a coffee house. So I feel like it was almost like that could have been the opening if they would have stuck to the coffee house routine. The, the last scene that you missed is the gang recreating Freud, which is Joey's performance in Freud that we see. And it's actually the closing scene, and they're, like, singing and everything. This came from Friends Beaky. Um, honestly, I don't ever remember not seeing this scene. I, that was the first time I had seen it. So it is. It is like yeah. a scene you missed. Okay. Because it's like, I don't want to say they're wrong. I wrote it down. They're geniuses. I've never seen that scene before. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like I remember, even when I was rewatching it on my DVD, I was like, wait, isn't the scene in Monica with her bed the last scene? That's when I thought the episode was over. But no, uh, then it, yeah. Because okay. on our, like, the website, from the wiki thing it says like there's a note that originally that was like the ending tag was monica in her bed Uh, or not the original it was the one in the cut it's the one in the cut yeah i don't know it was um yeah that's a little weird because it seemed like they had two ending scenes and i 
I can't really ever remember watching it like on TV, like TBS or on Netflix, like what the actual ending was. It's also, was this a longer episode? I didn't look at the the time, but it seemed like they cut a lot. It might have been because it seems like, yeah, they see it seems like mm-hmm. they cut a lot. They cut a lot, a lot. Because yeah. Joey meeting Estelle was like a solid five minutes. And like the magic eye book scene was like a solid three. And then the ending tag was obviously like a minute or two. But like, I mean, Joey's dance was under like 30 seconds. But I still, I just think they should have left Joey meeting Estelle there because when he re-meets her, I guess, I don't even remember that. Like, I guess we'll get to that another time. But like, I don't even remember, like, was that a great meeting or does he just come in and was just like, I'm Estelle, la, 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 you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I mean, I guess to me, I think of it more as like, it's probably, it was probably easier just to cut that entire scene out and save that time rather than cut out smaller pieces of more scenes, you know? Yeah. Like it was just easier just take that chunk and take it out. We're going to go into our last segment, which I am calling Random Facts, a.k.a. Random Stuff, a.k.a. Stuff We Thought Was Interesting, a.k.a. Random Facts. Okay, so we just pulled some random things that you from the episode that maybe you find interesting. We could also call this Ross Facts because they kind of get a little Rossy, um, where it's like hey. maybe things you might want to know. We found them interesting or like I watched the episode and then Googled it. Um, because I wanted to know these things. So Darlene has our first random facts, and she'll get into it. Well, drum roll, because this is a big one. This <laughs> is the first. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are actually going to do it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is the first appearance of the Rachel haircut. <gasps> yes, and it, um. I did not notice. Uh, so this is the first time we see Rachel's hairdo, which becomes known as literally the Rachel. Um, and, you know, apparently the world stops and we see it for the first time. This is according to our the Friends Wiki page we've been referencing. Um, so I said, you know, I didn't catch it. Did either of you guys notice that this was the first time it showed up? Negative. No, but I honestly don't really ever notice when Rachel's hair changes like the rest of the world does. Except so. when she got mm-hmm. those extensions. Yeah, those likes. extensions were bad. Yeah, because those didn't look good. Even I know. Even I noticed that. <laughs> but that's about it. Any other time? I guess the only other time is when she cuts her hair really short because mm-hmm. it's like mid-season, which is a weird time to change your hair to. Yeah, it's more like mid-season, especially when it's more dramatic change. Um, yeah, so this one I didn't really notice a ton. But yeah, obviously it became its own separate thing. Before I was super into Friends, I had a boyfriend who was really into Friends, namely Rachel. And I remember him one time going off on a rant about he like ranked which season Rachel haircuts he liked the best. I think I must have been talking about getting a haircut because he wanted to tell me which Rachel haircut I should get. And I... 
at the time was just like, this makes zero sense to me. Like, I don't understand what you're saying at all. Mm -hmm. And like now, I guess I have like obviously a better reference, but it was still a very weird rant for him to go on. I would not, as much as we watch, I don't think I would be able to rank the haircuts. I think I would. (laughs) Tina probably would. I think I would need that. There's a topic for your fashion and furniture. Someone would have to show me all the different haircuts she had, and then maybe I would rank them. But, like, off the top of my head, I, like, couldn't tell you what season she had which haircut and, like, which one I liked the best or something. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I guess most of us didn't notice, but I guess for us, too, it's a little bit not as a big deal because this all happened when we were so young, so we didn't realize it was happening until... You know, obviously we know now just because it's a reference in pop culture. So, yeah. And my random fact. Now, Kristen, we'll go into her random fact. I am going to talk about a comment that was made. Aurora talks about how she was drafted into the Israeli army or Chandler mentions that that was something that they talked about. And then she like went into detail So actually, in Israel, there is a conscription, which means it's a mandatory draft that all citizens of Israel have to spend a minimum of two years in the Israeli army if they're between if they're living in Israel between the ages of like 18 and 35, I think is maybe the top age. Maybe that's even lower now because they actually have too many people in the army, at least presently. And that's actually something a lot of people do even before they go to college so you like do your primary school you do your two-year conscription and then you go to college is actually really common there and so this includes women even then and women in the past held more administrative positions or instructors as was the case in the u.s army um but apparently in 1995 i didn't know this they did allow women in combat positions And the numbers of women holding combat positions has gone up ever since. Famously, probably a Israeli that all of you know, Gal Gadot, who played Wonder Woman, was someone who served in the Israeli army because she's an Israeli citizen. Also, really fun fact, a lot of people tell me that I look like Gal Gadot. So (laughs) just wanted to throw that in there, too. I can see that. But yeah, actually, this is cool to know because it is a casual. There's a lot of stuff like this, I feel like, that is just casually kind of thrown in somewhere. And I'm like, I have no idea what that means or if it's true. Yeah. So nice to see it is true and that they wrote something, you know, that actually is correct. When we get later into later seasons, I'll be able to tell you all about Ross's tenure process and like being in uh, academia and what parts of that are accurate and not accurate. So stay tuned for like a hundred episodes and (laughs) we will get to that part. Okay, well, that wraps up our episode, so we're going to go into our trivia question. We have these questions, and someone else picks the question for us, and then we read it aloud. So this is the first time I've ever seen it. I always hide it. Um, Like, I really, like, would rather, like, literally die than see what the question was before I read it. Well, no, I wouldn't. Would you? Way too much. (laughs) I would not. (laughs) Someone had a gun to my head and said, like, look at this question or shoot you. I'll just look at the freaking question. But you know what I mean. (laughs) 
Also, uh, yes, we know that you're super dramatic. She takes it very seriously. I, I'm just saying, I take it very seriously. Like, I would never want someone to think that I, like, look at the question beforehand. Anyways, I'm very dramatic. Hello. You're welcome. Okay. So, the question. My dad said number three. On their first date, Ross and, and Emily end up at a bed and breakfast in what state? Vermont. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vermont. And there's a deer outside. Eating apples in the orchard. There's a deer yeah, outside eating apples in the orchard. orchard. <laughs> so, yes, Vermont is correct. Whoa, finally. Yay! Are we on a streak? Is this two in a row? Yeah, wow. two well, in a row. As people listen to this, no, because the last okay. one we got right was our Mother's Day episode, and that will have aired before this one. So, but we can celebrate two in a row, and we'll leave it in here knowing for people like we did get two in a row right. At some point, we got two in a row right. That's all that matters. Well, thanks for joining me, guys. I appreciate it. And I had fun, as always. Oh, yeah. Bye, guys. See you later, alligator. Outro, Tina. To get out. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of My Best Friend and My Sister. We want to hear from you. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at My Best Friend and My Sister. That's My Best Friend and My Sister on both platforms. And also it's like and is spelled out and it's not like that cute little amber sand. You can find the links in our episode description too. If you're listening to this around airing time, check out our latest post on Instagram. We want to know your favorite part of this episode or even if you're just like Kristen and Dar and don't love season one, let us know. I want to hear your thoughts. Our next episode is coming out March 15th. Talk to you next time.